it really does feel like the UFC and just MMA world in general is on fire right now, Blake. I, I think you can open up Twitter every other, like, five minutes and just see some new story pop up, right? Yeah, and it's nice that they're, like, the one sports company that the coronavirus seems to not super Ooh, affect knock it. Wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, knock yes, on sir. Wood. We've only but... had that, uh, I mean, light heavyweight contender, number one contender match crap twice now. Yeah, I mean, really, for the most part, they it seems like they catch it so quickly, mm-hmm. and uh, they just have so many, uh, you know, and you know, uh, plans just in cases. I guess you oh, could yeah. say the UC's so. been killing it. Also, that um, ESPN Plus um, documentary on like behind the scenes of Fight Island, that was amazing. You should go. Yeah, check I saw that. there's like there's four episodes, right? De- uh, Declassified. Are you yeah. talking about I saw on the ESPN first one. Plus? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't watched. Honestly, the only reason to have ESPN Plus. <laughs> yeah, they got some cool. They got some cool little uh, like the detail that Daniel Cormier does every now and then, kind of like what Kobe used to do. Yeah, um, it, yeah. They got some good stuff right there. But um, where we're mostly on Twitter, we've seen a lot of this Israel Adesanya, John Jones back and forth going on. We'll talk about that along with uh, what Izzy said after his UFC 253 performance about um, penalizing fighters more for missing weight. Tony Ferguson has some few options, and he is uh, still being active over the, the social media kind of realms. GSP had some talks, and I guess he's looking for a, a Habib fight now. I have no idea. We're going to preview uh, Corey Sanhagen and Marlon Marias. Mike Perry and Darren Till is the duo that I never knew I wanted until now. In fact, I need them. Also, just everything going on with Conor McGregor. We're going to break it down and uh, determine fact from fiction with this one. But Blake, UFC correspondent Blake Campbell right here with us. He is back. It's uh, it's good to have you back on the show, Blake. Oh, yeah. Always good to be here. Talk some UFC with you. Oh, yeah. And, then, of course, I'm your host, Ross Allen. You can catch us at www.theforthandlong.com. Let's get into things, Blake. So this Israel Anastasia and John Jones beef, of course, has been stewing for a better part of a year now. Um, between just back and forth, talking about possible fight in 2021. Then over the last couple of weeks, it's picked up a lot more, especially after Izzy's win, dominating win over Paulo Costa. And it's gone a little personal. It's gone a little weird. And I thought it was funny. Now I'm just kind of over it, to be honest. Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm not really too bothered by the trash talk. I mean, I, I do agree it was a little weird how personal they're getting. I mean, talk about his um, dead mom, and that's... Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's you know, it's war. That's just that's just kind of what happens. You just kind of go through things like that, and you, uh, you know, you got to just kind of take your... You got to deal with some punches and take some punches every now and then, especially in the kind of build-up to fights. Uh, but... Yeah, I think that the Adesanya and Jones beef is kind of kind of peculiar to me, I guess you could say, because usually when guys have this much heat, the fight is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And with this one, there's there's no telling. Well, it, presumably, Izzy's next fight is going to be the winner of Robert Whitaker and Jared Cannonier. Um, honestly, I'm hoping for Jared Cannonier. Not well, I, honestly, I, want... I think it might just be Jared Cannonier. Even if Whitaker wins, do you think they'll give him a rematch? Uh, I, that's only it, at that point you have it, Darren Till and Hermanson fighting. What if Till oh, beats him? It depends I think on, he jumps. it depends on the virtue of the win. 
if Darren Till dismantles Hermanson, I could see that. If he just barely wins, um, and depends on how Robert Whitaker wins, but but ultimately, to be honest, I see Jared Kanier winning this, and I see him gain the next hell shot anyway. But I, I that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that's for gonna G- be a sick fight, though, man. My God, Kanier and Whitaker, that yeah. is a instant barn burner. That's 17 days away, Blake. 17 days away that's as on, we're recording this. That's on 254, right? That's 254 yeah. with Gagey and Habib Nurmagomedov. 17 yep. days away as of recording. <laughs> Calvillo's on that card fighting Lauren Murphy. We got uh, Walt Harris making a return against Volkov. There's some good fights on there. I'm so excited. Habib's am... little brother gets his debut, right? That's right. And I think in the, in the Bantamweight, I think he's like one of the first fights. I think he is the first fight on the early prelims. Ooh. It's it's going to be a glorious, glorious Saturday. It's going to be fun. I think this Izzy and Jones beef, it's, it's weird with... Honestly, I think John Jones has been winning this. It, Izzy's gotten a couple good shots in, but overall, I, I, Jones is a little more experienced on this. <laughs> for being yeah, I mean, like, Jones is literally not lost. Like, there's nothing that you could... <laughs> the only thing that uh, Adesanya could really attack him for is, you know, his personal issues, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of a little, a little suspect. But, I mean, it's, you know, John made those choices, so it is, it is you know, public. Yeah answer for that that's just when you're a public figure or i mean i guess you call ufc fighters public figures but you know professional athlete public figure whatever you want to call them Mm -hmm. air quotes right uh so what that's just what you gotta deal with people are gonna bring your problems up and you know to the light and they're Mm -hmm. and you're gonna have to answer for them and you're gonna have to just take that crap and i think he's done a really good job of saying yeah you know what i i do occasionally do cocaine and Blah blah blah, but I'm still undefeated. Yeah, for and all, I would still whip your ass. For all of his downfalls, John Jones, at the least, he doesn't run away from his past. So that's something that I could, I could respect. That I don't respect the actions, but I could respect him owning up to it. Uh, the thing is, though, is now the time for them to fight? Should should we even care about Jaren Cannonier or any of the other middleweight contenders? Is it time if- just to go to this fight? If you're thinking dollar signs like I think Dana White does, you know, 24-7, there's no other fight to make. Izzy and John Jones, there's no other fight. I mean, really. But the, the only question is now, has how hard has John Jones been prepping for a heavyweight? Like, that's that's mm-hmm. really the only monkey wrench kind of get, getting thrown in these plans because John's going to go either challenge Nganu or Stipe, who, you know, whoever has that heavyweight belt because that's yep. another piece of hardware that's like, huge Izzy I mean he's almost gotten to the point to like uh you know a super dominant like not gonna be beat champion but I still think he needs like another one or two wins to get to that you know I think a Silva level win would cement him yeah and so that's what I'm saying like it it could be the Jared like after the Jared Cannonier fight but then again that's another six-ish months down the line probably at yeah, least at least and at that point like John Jones probably were going to be fighting heavyweight. I mean, soon, I, the soonest you can make that fight, so if they're fighting in about two weeks, give or take, um, Kanier, um, assuming he doesn't take too much damage, which is unlikely, against a guy like you know, the Reaper, um, you give him four months between fights, maybe like a month off and then three months of camp at least. We're saying at least it's going to be four months away. And by then... Might be better just to pull the plug on John Jones, but at that point too, 
what weight class is this? Is this going to be fought light heavyweight? Are we going to see a catchweight fight? Maybe 195 right. pounds? Where do you that, think that this, would be the, this is? That would be the big question. I, I think that it would have to take place at light heavyweight. I just think that that's kind of the ball's kind of in John Jones's court, mm. you know, because why would, why, what purpose does John Jones have of challenging Adesanya? Adesanya is really the guy that's been challenging John Jones the whole time because that's mm -hmm. kind of reaching for the stars, right? Exactly. So reaching for the guy that's always going to, the goat, you know, the goat, right? You want to, you want to get to that status. So, I mean, John Jones, not saying that fighting Izzy is like a step down in competition or anything like that, but it is um, on the surface level of just, analyzing like fight matchups you'd just be like why you know exactly. like you, you have you have bigger fish to fry literally with stipe and ganu probably make a little more money with championships on the on the line because mm -hmm. i mean what's going to be on the line with adesanya and john jones it's just going to be you know a star fight that like, i just a, maybe a big, maybe at that point it McGregor, might just know? be the first loss um there but besides that it's more of it's more of Israel Anderson having a lot to gain and not as much to lose, whereas John Jones is flipped. He has I a think lot it's just he has a lot to prove, mm -hmm. but not really a lot to gain. Because mm. he would still be proven, you know? It's kind of like yeah. a – it's a win-win, I feel like, for mm -hmm. Adesanya, but for John Jones, it's for sure a win-lose. This whole feud, though, I kind of disagree with it, at least with how early it got – I agree. I disagree with what Izzy's doing. More because we've heard in all the promos and all of his interviews that he wants to be that middleweight guy. He wants someone that has beat everyone. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to start something with a guy out of his weight class before he's handled everyone in the middleweight division. He's beat one guy for the title, and now he's defending his belt twice. That's not a cemented legacy. So his focus should not even be on John Jones. It, it, per, honestly, you know? He should be focusing on every single middleweight contender, whether it be um, Cannoneer, Till, Hermanson, all those top guys before he moves on to something else. Yeah, I mean, I really would have liked, I would like to see him fight Cannoneer for sure. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a Till fight would just be cherry on top. That would just be, I mean, just imagine if they were able to have a press conference. Mm. All that stuff, like the, the shit talk would be unreal. Oh Hopefully goodness. by that point, we will be able to have all this. I mean, they had the press conference for two uh, for 253, luckily. Mm -hmm. And, hey, Dana White's getting everything back going together. So, I think, I I love the future of the middleweights. This yeah, is well, the... I like what Dana's been doing lately, too. Like how, uh, I don't think it was for last week's, it might have been the week before, um, Remember how he put the the kind of like the the undercard of the main event, mm -hmm. like I think to it was the Cowboy fight in, instead of everyone else. Yeah, like he had Hamzat up there, all, all those like up and coming studs, and then obviously Cowboy is still you know a legend. Mm -hmm. Nico Price, all those guys. I thought it was a is a cool move by the, by Dana White and the UFC to to put those guys up there and give them some shine. Yeah, no, I I really respected that. And if you're trying to build stars, what better way to do it than there? You know, right. Everything starts in the press conference. How do you think Conor McGregor gained most of his popularity by saying right. I mean, you, by you saying the magic it. words? Who, Who the, the fuck is that guy? guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I was, still use that GIF weekly, bro. It's it's honestly top five MMA moments, and it didn't even happen inside the octagon. How are you going to how are you going to not only knock someone out but end someone's career? Not even in the cage, <laughs> dude. I mean, Jeremy Stevens, bro. Yeah, that was rough. Oh. That was that was I was like embarrassed for Jeremy on that day. Got to feel for him.
But I'm um, kind of piggybacking off uh, talking about Israel Anasanya. One of the things he was talking about um, after his teammate lost on, um, earlier on the UFC 253 card to a fighter that missed weight by like three or four pounds, you get um, a good. Uh, how much exactly do you, of your purse is taken away? It's, it's like it kind of depends. I, I think, think it like, can be anywhere from I think it can be anywhere from twenty to thirty percent. I think that thirty percent is 30. egregious though. Um, and then it, after that, you had Izzy talking about how it's uh, BS and that it should be more. He's saying like ninety percent. I think that's I see, a little too far, but I understand the sentiment. I see his logic. I see yeah. his logic. I mean, but dude, you have a you have a contracted weight that you're supposed to show up on. Like you should be penalized pretty tough. Yeah. You know, you should be penalized pretty freaking tough. Because I mean, imagine like just in a regular workplace, if you have a you know an, a set expectation that your you know your manager, or your boss, whoever you're whoever's in control of you at your job tells you that you have like you have to show up wearing a red shirt i don't know and you show up wearing a blue shirt just because you've wanted to wear a blue shirt like mm -hmm. dude and you didn't even try to wear a red shirt that's the main thing is he didn't even try i think the, the four pounds bro that's crazy that's not even close i understand like if you missed it by try. a pound you missed it by half a pound that's forgivable in, in, in a lot of cases but four pounds and he Weighed in ninety minutes before the before um the, the deadline too, and didn't even try again. Disrespectful, yeah. You know that that right there is BS. I would say more 70 percent with that, but in the creek's penalty for missing weight, not uh, a couple of things that it would cause is for fighters to be more likely to fight in their weight class and to not have these extreme weight cuts, because if you're really trying to cut down like. Um, given like Kobe, Cody Garbrandt trying to move to the flyweights, that's not going to be an easy weight cut for him. I think mm -hmm. we all know that. Um, and, and or just I'm just using that as an example. That's the closest thing on the top of my head. But it will dissuade guys from trying to cut too much weight and trying to go down too far in a weight class because if they miss it, not only are they going to have a bunch of health issues from trying to cut all that weight, they're also not going to get almost anything from their fight contract. So mm -hmm. I think that is a unintended consequence that would actually be positive. Um, kind of closer to what 1FC does with their hydration test to make sure everyone is fighting at a healthy weight or at least a healthier weight, you know? Yeah. I mean, 80-90% sounds a little crazy. I, yeah. I think there might be there might be other solutions. Like what if you took a – because you know how the, the UFC – I think they're contractually obligated to offer, uh, depending on the contract, obviously, like a set number of fights to, to each fighter per year. So you take what away if you a fight? Just, yeah. What if you just took away one fight that they're going to offer them? That could be huge, you know, because yeah. then not only are you losing out on your show money, but potentially win money, bonus money as well. Like you're not getting ranking anything from and, that. Like also ranking improvement. Ranking also, you're not going to get exposure. You're not going to get any type of, you know, um, TV time, nothing. So. Yeah, I do think 89. I like a 60 closer to 70. Blake, that's a great a great idea right there. But I do agree with the sentiment that missing weight, especially by the egregious ones, like three, four pounds, there needs to be a bigger punishment for that because it's yeah. not fair to the other fighter. And also, it's hard for them to like just p decline the fight at that point. That's tough. Because that's a lot of money right there too, mm -hmm. and then it's like I see something like 80, 90 percent of the time that fighter miss weight, it, the fighter that miss weight wins the fight. Right, and and as a fighter who just spent hell of money on a freaking fight camp, 
You're mm-hmm. not going to freaking decline that fight most of the time. No. Unless you're in a position where you're like, yeah, you know, I'm chilling. I have enough money and I'm, you Unless know, you're like title. a top 10 guy. Yeah. You know, then you could pick and choose. But if you're a guy coming up, no one's going to decline a fight. They're no. going to say, yeah, whatever. Give me 20%, 30%. Don't care. I'm still going to go out there and beat this guy's ass. Most of the time they don't. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a tough one, man. It's tough. And I do feel there are some weight cuts. I, I know there's some weight cuts out there that that shit does happen. But mm-hmm. it's like, man, you know, this is this is the top, this is the top of the top. You know, yeah. you need to be professional. You need to have, you know, there's there's a performance institute for a reason that the UFC has for hey, all everything's fighters. Everything's in Vegas use. right now. Take advantage of it. You know, like there's there's in my opinion, there just there shouldn't be too many excuses. No, you know? no, there's almost never an excuse for this. There does need to be change. Next on the uh, card, talking about Tony Ferguson. Um, recently we had some contract disputes when it comes to pay, um, and when they were trying to put together a, what would have been a banger between Tony Ferguson and Dustin Poirier, everyone would have loved that fight. Um, they couldn't come to terms with money, um, because Dustin Poirier won the more, even Tony Ferguson going out and advocating on behalf of Poirier to get more money, which is something we never see. That's cool though. That's cool that they're sticking together and I hope it doesn't come to bite them in the butt in, in any way. I, I don't think it they're too high profile to be honest, mm-hmm. but there's been some uh, opportunities that have come up recently. Uh, we talked about Nick Diaz a few weeks ago, may, possibly likely making his return to the octagon next year. He had Ferguson has expressed interest in a Nick Diaz fight at welterweight. I mean, Fer, if, I mean Ferguson says a lot of things. Does he actually do it? Honestly, wouldn't put it past him. But he's talking about moving up to welterweight. Even middleweight, that's a bit of a stretch for me. But I could see moving him to welterweight for a fight with Nick Diaz. The middleweight thing has me scratching my head. Right. <laughs> welterweight, I mean, even welterweight, there's going to be some big-ass, like, dude, Hamza is a welterweight. Yeah. Half the time. I don't know if Tony, I don't know if Tony's big enough for the welterweight. I don't think he is, dude. He's all skin and bones, it seems like to me. He's all sharp edges. Well, why do you think he's able to cut people? It's it's some bones sticking saying. out, bro. Exactly. I think lightweight's perfect for him. He just needs to not do two weight cuts in a freaking matter of a week. <laughs> you know, and just you know, just just take care of himself a little better. What do you think about this Nick Diaz fight, though? I mean. I don't know. I'd like Nick. Nick Diaz doesn't need to go and fight killers his first fight no, back. You know, it's a bad fight for Nick. <laughs> Dude's been out for how many freaking several years? Five, I want to say. I think yeah. Silva was his last fight, wasn't it? I think, I think so. Anderson Silva in 2015 was his last fight. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm I'm pretty positive that's when he got suspended and yeah, shit. No, the there's no way Nick Diaz comes back to the UFC after this long of a layoff to one of the best strikers. You know, I mean, the the people that I was more thinking is Con, uh, Carlos Condit. Mm. He already expressed interest uh, interest okay. in uh, having a rematch. Hey, he, he got he his won the win. First one. He got his win last weekend. Uh, Robbie Lawler, they could run it back. I mean, I just want to kind of give him a dude that's like from the old era, or like maybe I don't know. I just don't want to feed him to a wolf yet. You know, like let's yeah. let's let's see if he looks legit still, and then if he looks legit still, yes, okay. shoot him right up to the top. Yeah. But, man, let's just see. You got to take a light the first one. A fight that I would honestly love to see. How is this for a welcome to the UFC? Michael Chandler against Tony Ferguson. Yeah, I'm all with Whoa. that, dude. I'm all with that. Yes. I'm all with that. Because, hey. I mean, 
If if Poirier that's one hell of a prove it fight, right? For Michael Chandler. Poirier, yeah, if Poirier can't is not going to take the fight, then I think Chandler's a great option. I don't think Connor's going to be fighting anytime this year. We'll talk about that later. Oh yeah. Um. So I mean, really, like, who else is in the top right now? The new guy to the town, Michael the former Chandler. Bellator that's a champion. great one. Because if he wins, then he legitimizes himself. If Tony wins, he's right back in the you know in the mix again. If he's he wins, number two contender, yeah, number three. Exactly. He could get a championship opportunity off of beating Michael Chandler. He can. Michael Chandler. Well, yeah, because he still hasn't fought Habib. Exactly. That's the, he lost to Gaethje. He didn't and, lose and to Habib. Dana still wants that fight as well. Everyone does. So I'm glad to see that. But then and Michael, especially if Ferguson has a fight and looks really good in mm-hmm. that. Like, say he fights Chandler and looks great, beats his ass. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, he's dude, he's right back at the top. Exactly. Or on the other hand, Michael Chandler, your first fight in the UFC against the cream of the crop is against one of the most... El Kukui. El Kukui. The <laughs> guy that went on a 12-fight win streak. The guy that... 13, right? Wasn't it 13? Thir- I thought it got 13. stopped at 13. Uh, it, was, it was... It stopped pretty bad by Gaethje, whatever it was. Mm. But... <laughs> stopped via CTE. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but Michael Chandler, former Bellator champion. There's a lot of people that do not believe in Bellator. There's a lot of people that believe Bellator it will never beat UFC's level. What better way is a, a former champion for Michael Chandler to step into the UFC first fight against a highly renowned striker, a guy that bladies everyone, and if you beat him, you may very well be in line to either have one more fight or you could get a championship opportunity off of this one. That there, could if you beat Tony, that could be a title shot. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. So both these guys have a lot to gain if they win this fight against each other. If, I, they, if that fight gets scheduled up in my, we'll see. I think this is the one to make, even if it is, if Poirier can happen. Assuming the fight with Poirier can happen, Michael Chandler is a fight to make. What about, what if, uh, I mean, man. Like out of so out of these three options, mm-hmm. Chandler, Poirier, McGregor, who would be the best fight for Poirier. Tony Ferguson? I, uh, for Tony, you, you mean the most winnable or the funnest? Who would be who would who would you want to see Tony Ferguson fight the most out of those three options? I I want to see Dustin Poirier. I want to see, see Poirier versus Ferguson. That's going to be a gladiator fight, man. But on the other hand, I would like to see McGregor because personally, I think Tony would. Kick the hell out of McGregor. <laughs> so I dude, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't oppose <laughs> either of those fights. Like I mean, they're all I'd so love to good. See him, I'd love to see him rematch Poirier, and I'd love to see him fight Connor for the first. Or I'm sorry, I'd love to see Connor rematch uh, Poirier, or mm-hmm. I'd love to see him fight Tony for the first time. I mean, and then Michael Chandler and Michael Chandler's a sick fight too. I mean, there's so many. They could go any way with that, but the the biggest thing is who's going to sign on the dotted line, and I think Chandler probably gives you the biggest chance you know yeah he's making more money in ufc now than he was in bellator um maybe not including sponsorships because bellator can actually have some sponsorships on the shorts you know they're not owned by reebok thank god benham's coming back uh, next year so that's going to be a welcome yeah, sight do you think we get things, do, you, do you think we get the eyes on the butts of the fighters on their shorts again it's probably going to be on uh like the kneecaps type area i think <laughs> like on the thighs Hey, that's a whole different story, but hopefully with the Venom deal, they bring back personal uh, sponsorships to the fighters. 
I need yeah, see, that'd be really nice. I need to see Brock Lesnar with the Jimmy John sponsors again. Okay, that's <laughs> that's why I, need I mean, stud. Uh, yeah, I'm, I really feel bad for the fighters that they don't get that. Yes, I think the Venom deal is a great step in the right like, direction. Imagine maybe Derek Venom Lewis's. Maybe Venom is the guy to actually give the camo shorts. Derek Lewis would have the greatest sponsors, man. Oh my gosh, he'd have like Manscaped, some ball deodorant. My balls was hot. Hey, and then Bryce some, and then Venom. Some sweet sponsors. See, the, the, Dude, Bryce would have like some Bryce composite bows, some compound bows or whatever sponsors. Hey, you know, but like no, some but hunting agencies. Nonetheless, Blake, at least it, when Venom takes over, they better do the right thing and give Bryce Mitchell his camo shorts, okay? Give him the camo mm-hmm. shorts. Because Reebok yeah, is good enough for that. He's, he, he's finally gotten some uh, camo gear mm-hmm. that he's selling for his merch. Hey, so I, hey, he, that, should, he should have it for the next fight. He should. He 100% should. That's, uh, isn't that on the October the the Halloween card too? I think it is. This versus Feely, dude. That's gonna be a freaking fight right mm. there. Hey, hey, hey I no, know we're getting. I, little, I like both of them, bro. We're getting a little off track, but if we want to talk about good fights, what what about the fight in ten days? Which one is that? Ooh. Excuse my Chihuahua. Oh, it's okay. The the Chihuahua <laughs> is, is okay. See, um, but that fight is going to be uh, damn. I I walked myself into the corner because it's um. It should be not the Sanhagen, but Brian Ortega and uh, okay. Korean Zombie. Yeah. I literally was saying this last night. Like I had the same look on my face and everything because I I always type up like once per week. I do UFC upcoming fights just to check out like the next three fight cards coming up. Yep. I did that yesterday and I was like, oh my god, I forgot <laughs> about this, dude. This is insanity. He's so good. I don't care oh. about any other fight on that card. I mean, I'm sure there's great fights on there. Jimmy Cruz on the main card. <laughs> Literally just want to see Korean Zombie and Brian Ortega throw down because that's been that's been festering for like a year. Over a year, at least. Hey, if, oh, when did he when did he slap that pop that K-pop guy Brian Ortega? Oh, did we? What I remember. That? I remember when Jalen was uh, still talking UFC with us. How uh, we were all talking about how you can't talk trash about K-pop. This was months ago at this point. Dude, I was gonna say, was that this year? or Was that last year? Because it seems like was a early long this time year. ago. I don't know. This year's been weird. It was uh, back when you could still have crowds, obviously. Yeah, right? So, it, it, at least some, before March. Hey, there's some good stuff coming up. Um, next yes. thing is since the card after that, of course, is going to be 254, uh, Khabib and Gage, as we alluded to. If you want to talk a little about Khabib Nurmagomedov, GSP had an interview with ESPN. And now, we, we all know, back and forth, we're all talking about this fight for the GOAT, you know? GSP... Habib, who would win fantasy fight that Dana White is even interested in making real? But we've also had, like, uh, for a couple months now, just GSP going, yeah, I like retirement. I want to stay retired. I'm not interested and stuff like that. Now he comes out and says that he is interested in this fight. And I personally don't like him going back and forth like this. It's not only annoying for the fans. It's annoying for the promotion, and it's uh, annoying for the fighters. Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, I was telling you this before we even mm-hmm. started. I, I think it's just kind of GSP's way to stay, you know, relevant, stay in the stay in the headlines. The GSP with hair. I swear, every time I see that, it throws me off so much. <laughs> GSP should not have could, hair. I didn't know he could do that. I, he sh- dude, stay bald, please. You look so much better. <laughs> <laughs> not many people could, could claim that too that they look better bald. Right, I mean, yeah. If if that's the case, you know, you should just you should just own it. 
Mr. Clean. Hey, that's that's the look right there. What do you think about this, Oplake? Like, is this fight really a reality? And even if it is, do you care at the end of the day? Yeah, I'd love to see the fight. I would love to see GSP and Habib, like, two, if they were both, you know, motivated to the highest mm -hmm. degree and really wanted to go out there and prove that Which they could I beat think the other they guy. Would be. Yeah, then I would I would be down to see that fight because, I mean, I think they both have uh, similar styles and um, it would be cool to see. It would be cool to see who could, you know, dominate the other mm -hmm. because they're basically going to have the same game plan. Right, with well, they both have decent striking, but it's all about the wrestling. All about the wrestling. Grappling, yep. See, the thing is, though, it would be a, a tremendous fight, both historically and just what we see in terms of action. But, Blake, I'm just going to say it. I don't want to see this fight. For the reason I don't think it will prove anything if at the end of the day we'll see a prime Khabib Nurmagomedov against a retired and out of the game for years now um, GSP. I don't think it it's going to be much of a competition. I think Khabib takes this one. And it, I'm not sure if it's close. I'm not sure if it's close. And I don't... Too many times we see You're fighters... Between GSP, you think? Yeah. Too many times. The, okay. Just make with, yeah. With retired fighters, too many times we see guys retire, unretire, with um, Chuck Liddell being one of the worst cases of this. And the, the old guy just gets their ass whooped. And I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a legend have their legacy tainted by going back into the fight game when they shouldn't. So while I say that this would be, if this fight was hap uh, was booked, Hell yes, I'm going to be watching it. I'm going to be invested in it. But do I think it's even worth to have this fight? No, I don't. Hmm. I don't know. I think, like I said, if they're motivated and they mm -hmm. want to fight, why not? Because I think GSP is still... How old is GSP? He's not even... He's not, he's not 40 or anything yet, is he? Uh, I mean, the baldness uh, kind of made it look bad. The hair makes him look younger. He's a ripe age of 39. 39 so he's wow. right there very 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 close right there <laughs> if they get this fight in before may wow. you know he'll still be 39 and habib is 32 mm -hmm. wow yeah i mean i don't know man i think uh i think gsp is kind of at that daniel cormier level in my opinion though mm. where he's got he's gonna be a stud like no matter what weight class no matter what the uh and that's another thing too that I actually forgot to take in, in account too is it's probably going to be a lightweight fight if they do fight. Mm. So that's going to be a completely new division, I think, for GSP. Right? I think they would have to meet a welterweight. I think they could. Meet, they they should meet a welterweight because we have to remember Khabib is a big fighter and he does have a decent weight cut to make the lightweight. So I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this fight happen in welterweight. I think it'd have to be for a belt though. So they'd probably still keep it a lightweight. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. That that might be a tough wake up for GSP. We've seen him have the issues in the past with was it the um what's it the the ul um ulcerative colitis with his like pretty much like stomach ulcers and stuff like that. Oh, From, I didn't even know anything about that. Yeah, he talked about it in uh, one of the JREs he was on how he was having issues with weight cuts because his like his intestines were jacked up from this uh, disease. So shoot, yeah. Well, man, hope I just want to find out soon if it's going to be yesterday. I we're probably going to find out soon, you know, after you know, seventeen days from now. 
Yeah, I'd I'd say pretty soon after the Gaethje fight, we'll see which which way that's heading. Hey, but if I'm Dana White, all I hear is ching, because Dan, that is going to sell some pay per views. Oh yeah, and that's Easily. another thing. Promoting that fight is going to be the easiest thing ever. It's for the goat, pretty much. It's for the goat, and it's all if hey Gaethje's already ruined, possibly ruined one fight with with uh, Ferguson and Habib. Gagey very may very well ruin another fight. Gagey versus GSP. <laughs> Gagey wins. There's no way you'd sign that. No, that'd be no. He's not t- coming out of retirement for brain damage. He might t- come out of retirement to get tapped out. He's not coming out of retirement to get knocked out. There's a difference right there. That's for sure. And now, uh, Blake, let's talk about some action for this uh, upcoming Saturday's card. Um, with the main event being between Corey Sanhagen and Marlon Marias. This has the potential to be just absolutely phenomenal of a fight. Yeah, and I think um I think that co-main is badass. I love the Edson Barboza versus uh Maquan Amirkani fight. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I think didn't I want to say Edson Barboza stepped in for somebody. I can't remember who he replaced. Um, Edson uh, Barboza, I exactly, but um, I'm also looking forward to a little Ben Rothwell action right there. Ben Rothwell is going to be a good one against Tabura. Hope you know he's he's kind of on a skid though. I think Tabura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we'll also, I'm tr- <sighs> hey, Impa kind of Sagne, eight no fighter at the middleweights. He's going to have his uh, fight island debut, I do believe, and um, he's, dude, that Daukus by his back. Oh, it's back. It's oh, yes. Yes. Chris Daukis, dude. Yes. Dude, that this, guy's this, a this stud. is gonna you be a fun one. Last fight. This is gonna be a fun one. But how do you how do you see the main event going? Because uh Corey Sanhagen took his first loss in the UFC, then he was placed into a main event slot against a for a bantamweight. Marlon Rice has some really that was powerful, such a weird loss too. Yeah. Right? Like his loss to Aldro was just so weird. And it happened, funny was it happened like Marlon, 20 seconds? Marlon Marais. More than that. But um, it was like at least a minute or so, yeah, I want to say. It was but, early. Uh, it but was what's early. funny is Marlon Marais freaking knocked um, Aljo into a, a different dimension like, <laughs> a, a two years ago, I want to say. And then that's when Aljo kind of has gone on his terror, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I think obviously the biggest thing to me that stands out is uh, – Five foot nine, seventy. Uh, he's five foot nine versus five foot five, mm-hmm. seventy inches for Sandhagen to sixty-seven for Marais. So he's gonna be able to kind of, you know, play the the range game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not gonna be. I think the biggest test for him is most likely gonna be dealing with calf kicks, leg kicks, things of that nature. Maybe even. Um, was it was it the fight against Marais that Sahudo uh, had that same kind of thing that happened uh, to Sean O'Malley? Yes. Oh, was that a different fight? Um, well, that was one because that fight, Marlon was winning for the first two, maybe three rounds until... Because um, I want to say he shattered Cejudo's leg, dude. Like, he beat Cejudo that up Cejudo got messed first, up like, in those couple first couple rounds. rounds. Yeah. This, and then this he came back summer. and just killed him. So, yeah. I think this one, Corey's, he better be ready to get into a grind match because... This... Marais comes out and he freaking slugs. This is a tough match if you're Corey Sanhagen. This is a tough matchup. Is Marlon Marais? Yeah, of course you might have the reach, but if Marlon is able to get in close, his cardio is solid. 
and his striking is easily some of the best in the bantamweight division. Mm-hmm. The the amount of power he has behind him in his little in, in his smaller frame, it's unreal how good he is. And he gets out in flashes too. He throws, he'll throw like like five six strikes at a time, um, and so. I want to say, isn't he a Mark Henry guy? Is he a Mark Henry guy? I thought he was Mark Henry. He trains over there with um, Frankie Edgar, I thought. I do. Sure, um, yeah, he uh, he moved. Um, he's moved camp recently uh, as November uh, from under New Jersey, uh, um, from New Jersey under um, Mark Henry. Oh. And so now um, – He's probably, um, probably because Frankie Edgar's a bantamweight now, and uh, Cody Garbrandt's been freaking mm-hmm. training over there too. So yeah. he's probably like, "Yeah, this is a little too packed for me now." So he moved to to top team. They're all Which, one of them's gonna probably fight each other pretty soon. Hey, that's so. that's fun though. <laughs> I do like seeing uh, Marzin top team could be could be something. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for this fight though. Nonetheless, I personally think uh, Marlon takes it though. Really? I yeah, so. I mean it's a tough one, man. He's definitely. He's a scary guy, dude. He is. His hands, when he lets his hands go, and I mean, he has, he has, he has really his his game all around is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, those leg kicks are ridiculous. I think Sandhagen, though, he he does have a chance. He does have a chance to put on a performance oh, yeah. um, that could really set him up mm-hmm. for 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 possibly a title challenge or mm-hmm. a, a a title eliminator next. Now, you know, if, I think yeah, if, if he uses Aljo his range, doesn't get the next one. I don't. I don't know if Sandhagen can finish Marais. Mm-hmm. I can see Marais finishing Sandhagen. Mm-hmm. Like if Sandhagen wins, a tough, uh, you know, outpoint battle for five rounds. I feel better in this fight for Sandhagen if it's just three rounds he had to to win. But if it mm-hmm. he's going to be in that cage for five, what happens? Marlon Marais, I think, is eventually just going to wear on him, and he's going to get him. Probably going. See, but I have the and exact then, opposite feeling, dude. The, oh. Do you remember the Cejudo fight? Yeah, I. Oh, Do you I remember? just think I just think Marlon fixed it, and I think. Oh, fair enough. Corey Sanhagen, uh, I think why um, that turnaround happened so well, personally, is because he didn't um, take any damage at all. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, that <laughs> he just got choked out. Yeah, and then also, <laughs> but I don't know. The thing is, is that Henry Cejudo is a. Uh, or I'm sure none of us know this, but breaking news: he's a Olympic champion, a Olympic gold medalist. I might add. I was gonna say, you know, I was gonna say, you better, you better get hey, that color hey, in there. Hey, tri- triple C, triple C, man. He is a uh, Olympic gold medalist. If you didn't know, I want quadruple C. I want him to fight Vol- Volkanovski. I want him to fight Valentin Shevchenko. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Nunes. <laughs> she would beat his ass. I think so. <laughs> But like that would actually be a pretty even fight in my opinion. I would make it happen, Dana. Uh, but I want to see this Is that fight. Legal? Marlon Marais wins, and Marlon Marais gets the next title shot against Piotrion. Okay. But you're you're a Sanhagen guy in this one. Um, probably against my better judgment. <laughs> I mean, you've already picked Marais, so I have to pick Sanhagen. You know. Hey, it works for me, man. That's what happens. You pick first, so uh, you don't have to be in your situation. I'm looking forward to Saturday's card, though. And then, uh, with something I alluded to earlier, Blake, is a duo that I never knew I wanted, but now that I've seen it, I need it. Mike Perry and Darren Till is the best bromance out there in MMA right now. 
I don't even know if it's a bromance though. It's, it's like a love hate it... thing. You know, it's like one one second they're talking about how they're gonna raw dog each other, their <laughs> girlfriends or whatever, and then the well, next minute they're, see, they're saying, "I want to corner you." You right. know, I like, mean, Darren Till's the guy. Um, he's the one replacing, his, putting his face on everyone, doing the face swaps. Do you yeah. see the one where he put his face on uh, uh Mike Mike Perry's girlfriend? Dude, he's done so much with Mike Perry's girlfriend. Like it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like if you just go through Darren, I'm telling you, Darren Till's Twitter, Twitter is must follow right now like it's this so... guy he just has time on his hands right now you know what i mean hey, so ever since quarantine started his twitter just like Bilal uh Mohammed's, you know bully b right there they they are the best twitter accounts in mma right now 100 percent. for sure darren till so good and what do you but, think i mean the whole him? so if if anyone doesn't know the why we're even bringing this up mm-hmm. uh it's just because mike perry uh, came out the other day, I th- it was a few days ago, and he, he came out and said, yeah, I have two corner spots open. One's obviously going to be my pregnant girlfriend, Latori, and the other spots are open to whoever, like the highest bidder, basically mm-hmm. whoever gives me the most money. And um, Darren Till was like one of the first people to reply. He's like, yeah, I got 5000 on it. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I think Perry's manager even commented, he's like, yeah, as long as um, – you know his travel fees and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's good to go. Wait, uh, you mean his that would manager? be wait Mike insane. Perry's manager? You mean Mike Perry, or does he actually have someone? <laughs> no, he actually. Uh, I think it's Ibrahim Kawa or something like that. Abraham I'm impressed. I actually Kawar. has someone. Yeah, that's probably like the only good thing going for him right now. Because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know who he's training or anything. Like I that. um, in his garage by himself. Who? Latori holding the pads. <laughs> Bro, I Shoot. need to see Darren Till in Mike Perry's corner. I need Darren this. Till in Mike Perry's corner would be the most insane thing ever. Hey, and that happens. Mike Perry's going to the whole fight. Imagine the behind the scenes for that. I'm saying he goes and he sits on the stool. He's like, "All right, how am I doing?" He looks around. I saw this meme last night. He looks around. Both Latori and Darren are gone. <laughs> He's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I want dogs. this so bad. I want this so bad, dude. Like, that would make my freaking year. That would totally salvage 2020 for me. Is it worth buying the pay per view just for this? I would 100%. I don't think I've bought a pay per view yet this year. And I would 100%. I would 100% buy that. Actually, mm, I did. You know what? I bought the Justin Gaethje versus. Mm. Uh, so I take that back. I, I definitely bought the Gaethje versus Ferguson one. You know, I have never paid for a uh, pay-per-view. But just kidding. I only pay for pay-per-views ESPN. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, if we can't pay for them, we don't watch them, you know. Exactly. Like, we never, I just can't. I catch our highlights on Twitter. Catch our highlights on Twitter. UFC's exactly. posting their stuff. You know, ESP- that, that's how we get things here. Um, <laughs> but uh, I might actually pay for this uh, pay-per-view that's if that happens yeah because i mean i wouldn't want to miss a second of that and i would probably like to rewatch it and you know just every time yes have it in the archives i buy ufc five pass for that <laughs> i know that would that would be one way to get people to buy ufc five oh, pass yeah. i just have a strict mike perry and darren till card on freaking fight pass just give me just follow them around all the time with the camera and just take the don't even need to edit just take the raw footage and put it on fight pass Dude, I would buy that. Easy. <laughs> hey, hey, UC, hit me up, bro. I got ideas, okay? Don't you worry. <laughs> Don't you worry. And then if we want to talk about pay-per-views and we want to talk about buying pay-per-views, the guy that always has the most pay-per-view buys is, of course, 
the notorious Conor McGregor. And uh, over the last month, there's just been, over the last, like, since June, really, there's everything going on with him. It's just been weirder than usual. So he retired, in quotation marks, um, June 6th after the UFC 250 event. Uh, he's been going through some things. Was he ever really retired? Who knows? He's still on the pound-for-pound rankings on UFC website. So there's no way he's not actually retired. Uh, Daniel Cormier, he, he retired. He pulled out of the USADA testing pool. Conor McGregor has not pulled out of the USADA testing pool. In fact, we all saw this. He got tested on his yacht. <laughs> you yeah. Saw, yeah, you saw the show that they were on his yacht. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? Imagine, imagine having to be USADA, those, those guys having to find his yacht and then go test so yeah. yeah, I don't even know how you make that happen. That's you that's saw that is all knowing. So the thing is, you saw that could uh, go to someone's yacht in Ireland, but they can't look underneath the cage for a uh, John Jones. God, that is that is honestly just so wild to me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's crazy. But so obviously, Conor McGregor, he's not retired. Um, he has an exhibition fight, a a sparring fight for charity scheduled with Dustin Poirier in December. So that's that's super cool. I of course probably going to want to watch that. But the thing is, especially with the UFC 256 main event of Usman and Burns having to be pulled or um, scrapped because of injury to to Usman, that leaves an opening on 256. And the only man that could headline a pay per view without having a championship on the line, that's Conor McGregor Blake. So can we see Conor McGregor doesn't pour a UFC 256? Um, I mean, I think it's 100% in Dana White's, the ball is in his court mm-hmm. is what I got to say. Uh, with all the screenshots that McGregor posted a right. little while back, we saw, we kind of saw what's been going on behind the scenes. I mean, McGregor I, I, is telling the truth. That's, that's weird. what I'm saying. He's not, he's not really lying. He said, want a season. This 2020 was supposed to be my season. He was, he was throwing out names that he wanted to fight. He wanted to fight Gaethje. Um, that was supposed to take place at um, um, what, World Fight Week or International well, he Fight wanted, Week. He wanted to fight Gaethje in May, and then um, Dana was saying, no, let's do it July, International Fight Week, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. That's the, close, that's the next possible date I could get for you. That would have been um, sick. And there was just so much back and forth. I mean, if you haven't seen it, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure they're still up in there, or you can just search on Google and you can yeah. find it easily. But it's, it was just crazy to get kind of like an inside look at their negotiations and not like you were bringing up to the way that Dana White texts. Right. See, see, that's what Weird. I want to talk to, to ask you about, Blake. Out of the screenshots, what surprises you most? The use that, of the that, that, sound emoji. What's more surprising? Conor McGregor <laughs> telling the truth or the way Dana White texts? <laughs> I'm, both. I mean, both. <laughs> I don't know. I think McGregor's a pretty truth. He's really lied too much about really important stuff. Um, That's fair. But Dana White's I mean, texting. Yeah, he's, Dana White is just sus. Dana, I, don't know. I mean, Dana White, that only adds to the enigma that is Dana freaking White. So he's one of a kind. That's for sure. <laughs> I would love to see this fight, man. But there's another. Are you fight. saying you would love you would love to see the exhibition match, or you would love no, to see the, the actual, actual fight. inside the octagon? Give me yeah. Give me McGregor and Poirier too. But Give me like I rematch. was saying, the ball's in Dana White's court because what mm-hmm. was the whole argument started over, right? Why, what's their whole dispute over? It's Dana, just gate. pay him. Just pay him, please. It's money and the gate and the fact that they're not going to be able to 
completely profit off of him. Hey, the things you're going to get that pay per view buys though, and I think right now, pull the trigger. It's it's going to be good, but also another fight, another boxing fight that might be in store for Conor McGregor is with Manny Pacquiao. I don't care. I don't care about this. I really don't. I the, you already the, know how I feel about boxing. So right. I mean. the the Mayweather the Mayweather fight with McGregor was extremely cool because it was historical. It was mm-hmm. uh, it was a clash of the biggest guy in boxing against the biggest guy in UFC. Well, and there was still that unknown. Yeah, exactly. You know? And to be to Conor McGregor's credit, he did push Mayweather. He he could he won the early rounds too. You could argue that. Uh, he looked way better than anyone thought he would. So if McGregor actually trained boxing, I could see him being legitimately good. Uh, but he already, he beat he lost him Mayweather, Pacquiao. You know, going back to this whole controversy, he lost to Mayweather too. I don't, I don't see besides money. I don't see a point to this fight. Yeah, that he'd get crazy money though. Him and the UFC would get crazy money. Hey, why do you think Dana even let him fight Mayweather in the first place? That's what I'm saying. I mean, dollar dollar bills. Money y'all. talks. Money talks. Hey, especially if your name is Dana White. Conor McGregor <laughs> just prints money. <laughs> right. So, uh, wh- what do you think is the most likely thing in this situation? Do you think he fights at 256? Do you think he fights Pacquiao? What do you see for Conor McGregor? Does he even fight this year? Does he fight next year? What do you think? If I, if I was betting money, I wouldn't bet money on him fighting this year. Mm-hmm. The Me personally, what I would want to see the most, I agree with you, I'd love to see him fight on the December card date. I, was it uh, 256? 12? Yeah, for 256. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see him fight on that card. That would, that would just be unbelievable i'd be super happy that's and a christmas I think, come early i think i was seeing um i think ariel was tweeting about it it was either ariel and i think uh coach kavanaugh commented on it he was saying something about like that's um was that when he beat aldo or no that wasn't when he beat aldo let me see if i can find uh it might have been when he beat up eddie alvarez let me see mm-hmm <sighs> there's I'm a little disappointed about Usman and Burns fight being scrapped again. Uh, I it's a little more understandable with Usman having the injury, but man, there is a huge hole in that UFC 256 card. And imagine, imagine Blake if Conor McGregor 2020, he starts the year off in January and he ends a year in December. That would be something, right? Yeah. Uh, that's one hell of a way to uh, kind of salvage uh, 2020. <laughs> Damn, if we could just end the year with a Conor McGregor fight. UFC 256 is exactly five years ago to the day of McGregor's KO of Aldo. Does he return to the scene of arguably his greatest triumph before the year is out? The door is now a little more open. Ooh. And then Coach Kavanaugh replied with uh, just the emoji that has like no lips or anything, you know, just like a blank face. Uh-huh. Just the eyes. And then he also... Had another uh, tweet that was literally just 12, 12, 12, and then it had a proper 12 bottle just doing a little <laughs> dance. Dude. And then he also uh, commented on on the tweet of Ariel that said the Usman versus Burns UFC welterweight title fight is off mm-hmm. with the same emoji I was just telling you about earlier, the faceless. It's happening, know. Blake. It's happening. This is where business is done. This is where fights are made. Twitter. 
see, I I don't like. I'm I had to be on Twitter to is which of course you should follow us at Fourth Long Radio. Uh, I so I had to be there. I'm on Twitter way too much than a typical person should be. Uh, but and, Same, but there's just too much. I don't see the thing is that's different with me and you though. Fanboys, we don't get in that whole BS where people go and you know look at all this crap and get in arguments. No, we I tweet to be funny. Which is yeah. we legitimately have a good Twitter account because you should follow us. Uh, a lot of great stuff right there. Blake used to argue with people on our behalf um, back in the early I days know, of the I show. Calm that down. On the early days of the show, so like, damn near a year ago. <laughs> if you say something crazy enough, I might reply to you. Who knows? Hey, that's how you get it. That's how you get it. Um, if you really want to be crazy, call leave, me an asshole. Leave, <laughs> right? Leave something <laughs> extremely crazy in your review, in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and Blake will get back to you. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. I'll send you a <laughs> care package. Right? Uh, I I um, am just going full aluminum foil, um, Blake from Twitter. This fight's happening at UFC 256. I'm just... Put your tinfoil hat on? I'm putting the tinfoil hat. The tinfoil hat is on. Nice. They are fighting. They are fighting. They're going to get that rematch. We're not going to see the... Conor McGregor, even to throw more ice on the cake, Conor McGregor will shave his head again like he had when he first fought Dustin Poirier. So he's just going to go all back to that. <laughs> I would love it. I would love every second of that. It's It's... Dana, it's so easy to do this. Literally just pay them and you're going to be printing money from the pay-per-view buys straight up <laughs> i'm saying uh, mcgregor poirier rematch i think that does at least 1.5 to 1.75 i'd say how much did the cowboy one do uh got like 1.6 yeah so i think it'd be a little over that hey Conor mcgregor Por- Por- poirier is a legit you know two million two million you heard it here they're, they're breaking the two I, it would be close i think it would be really, especially if the if you had the build up, mm-hmm. you, you know, advertise that It'd right. It's so easy to advertise that too. So and easy. play some play some of the Cletus clips that he has. <laughs> Your cousin Cletus clip. Dude, McGregor killed him in that build up. Oh my god. It was. There was like steam coming from Dustin's ears in every freaking presser. Yeah, that was rough. I think Poirier is going to do a little better now. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm almost more excited much to see better Poirier fight now. That's gonna be a like, much Poirier better fight. Poirier is so much better. He's he's really filled into that lightweight division, mm-hmm. you know. He was not honestly like not to insult him, but he he was kind of a nobody at, at that point, you know. At least compared to where he is now. He's, when they first fought, yeah. When they first fought, they were both huge up and comers. Well, they but nothing proven. Now they both um, nothing nothing solidified no. yet. Yeah. So that was a huge fight at the moment, but now they're a different spot. They're both very proven fighters. So there's a lot on the line again, and um, we need it straight up. Just need it. Mm-hmm. But that's going to wrap it for us today. About time. There's a lot going on in the UFC world. We covered about 10% of stuff uh, because, you know, it just keeps on happening daily. <laughs> it's one hell of a world to keep up with, but damn, is it fun. Blake, um, very, very nice to have you make your reappearance here. Nice to have our UFC correspondent black and back, and nice to talk some uh, just uh, this crazy world we live in. Talk about people punching each other in the face. Damn right. Can't beat that. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? And can't beat that. Like just like every time we have to end our UFC shows, man, is it a great time to be a UFC fan. Absolutely. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Anchor, anywhere else you get your podcasts, Twitter, um, Instagram, www.thefourthandlong.com. And a lot of the good stuff going up. We just had our um, week four NFL breakdown. Go catch that. Uh, go go catch that. And, uh, you know, have a great time watching these fights on Saturday. Um, have a great time counting down until UFC 254. But besides that, guys, we will catch you in the next show. Have a good one.